Are you looking to enjoy the best of British food and drinks at a great price? Then you need to head over to Elephant and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash in Chicago, Illinois. You have happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. where any snack and share item of $11 or less is half price and domestic droughts and house wine are $4. Think that's great? They also have fantastic daily specials. There's one and done Mondays where a specialty craft keg of beer is tapped at 5 p.m. and it's poured until it's gone. Pints are only $3 and the keg rotates every week. You have Tin Up Tuesdays where all tins, or cans of beer to you American dummies, are 25% off. If you like wine, then you'll love Wine Down Wednesday where glasses of wine are a dollar off and all bottles of wine are half price. Thursday is Locals Only Day where select Chicago droughts are $5.50. And if you like brunch, Elfin and Castle has you covered. Brunch runs from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. and you can have mimosas and Bloody Marys for a mere $5.00. Come on down to Elfin and Castle and enjoy some great drinks and delicious food and tell them that Mind Gap Podcast sent you. Hey there. We really appreciate you listening to Mind Gap Podcast. If you've listened this far, perhaps you'd be willing to listen a little further and do Justin and me a huge favor. If you like Mind Gap Podcast, please do us a solid and head over to wherever you're listening to this, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and leave a review and a rating. This helps us tremendously to get more visibility. Also, feel free to share us around. Find us on our social medias. Look for our Facebook page. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MindGap Podcast. And spread the word of MindGap Podcast. Lastly, if you'd like to reach out to us with a suggestion, a thought, or anything else, feel free to email us at MindGapPodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Thank you for listening. Mind Gap Podcast. Just kind of as a jumping off point. <clears throat> you you wonder if you can talk about it? Yeah, it's kind of work related. Um, but I think it's general enough that I can express how I really feel about it. As I say, can you can you spin it? I think so. Yeah, I think I can do it. So uh, <clears throat> every quarter we do an all hands. Yes, you're familiar with this. I you am, film them. You've I have there. I have seen. I've bore witness to the all hands. So you've also seen the Q&A sessions at those all hands, and they can be, for, for to put it nicely, they can be hit or miss. Yes. they. <clears throat> I've seen them go really well, and some solid answers have been given, mm-hmm. and I have seen them go the other way where it's uh, cringeworthy. Yes. So they're, for this next one, they're... From, they're from, both, from both the... Both uh, sides. The, an- the people answering the questions and the people asking the questions. Yes. There have been some people asking questions where I'm just like... Oh, really, dude? I'm more on the asking questions side of this. Yeah. Um, so they offered this thing where people can go on our, our intranet and, and there's a cute, like you can ask a question that, that will be answered. Right, hopefully, yes. And people can vote on it to see which ones they like and the, the top five they're going to answer off of there. So in practice, that seems like a great idea. You know that episode we did, many, many episodes, where we talked about corporate America, like putting out contests online and yep. just wishing for the best, but then seeing just the... Name our new product. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
I have seen some of the most upsetting questions. Are they anonymous? They are. Aha. See, there you go. Um, <laughs> that is that is the issue number one right there. Because part of it is, I think people are just unhappy in in certain ways, and they they this is their way of like letting off some steam. Okay, that's what it feels like sure. to me. And so a lot of things are just are worded like very aggressively. They just be like, "How come this doesn't work?" Like it's it just comes off very like rah. Yeah, yeah. And there's some really good points in some of them, and I'm like, if you could just tweak it a little bit, right. That'd be really a really great question to ask, but just not sound so combative. And then there's other ones that are I don't see where the question is. It's a it's paragraph upon paragraph. It's just <coughs> words, a block of text. Oh, they're just bitching, 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 bitching. I don't bitching. I'm like, what are we where's the question? Right. I don't see where it is. And then there's ones and also poorly written too. But then there's also one that's like You're like syntax wise? Oh yeah, it's yeah. terribly written. And there's one that's like the coffee in the break room is atrocious. It's <laughs> it's an atrocity. It's an insult to call it coffee. I like whoever wrote that. That is my favorite person. Well, here's the thing. At this time, I think <laughs> 80 people have upvoted it. When are we going to get better coffee? I'm yes. like, that is a question you want to ask to the senior leaders? Hell yeah, Doug. You don't. Hey. Dr- here, let me tell you this. You don't drink coffee. I don't. It is very important. Well, it's here, vital. Well, here's the thing. It's free. Right. And you're going that to. That doesn't mean, that does not mean, you know what else is free? Punch in the face. You want one of those? No, you don't. I don't want bad coffee. All I'm saying is. <laughs> that was sound logic. If you hate something that's free, you don't have to drink it. You can bring your own. You can bring your own creamer. You can bring your own <clears throat> that's why sugar. I have, that's why I have a French press sitting at my desk. Exactly. Because I just could not put up with the coffee anymore. Exactly. And I look like a prick. I look like an absolute prick when yeah. I'm. I'm making it, and yeah, I'm stirring it up, yeah. and everyone's just like, oh, coffee connoisseur. I said, yeah. no. I said, these are just regular grounds from the store that are not what... This is dirt. This is dirt, <laughs> and it tastes better than that swill. <laughs> right. And it's it's one of those things where I just look at this stuff, and I get really angry because it's just... I'm like, guys, it's it's bad enough when you go to a Q&A session, and someone just rambles and rambles right. and rambles, and I'm like... Is there a question? They haven't thought through is what they wanted to ask. Is there a question? And I'm like, you're asking this. This is being recorded. This is in front of everyone. Right. And they're just like, I'm like, okay, think before you speak. And this is worse because they're writing it. Right. And it's like a stream of conscious. And then they hit send. I'm like, like they did had you the, even edit this? They had the option you to had take the, you a have, minute. You have to write this out. You don't have a choice. <laughs> right. And you still were. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. What are we doing? I get so. I was just like, oh, like, I've gotten so just viscerally angry. Yeah. Because I'm like, guys, we're better than this. I know we are. You have great questions. Right. Let's work together and let's ask them. Well, I think what it is is that people just get so people have a really hard time separating the emotion yes. from from the logical question of the logical what are we going to do? Because it's so cathartic to just bitch and to get it out and to com, like commiserate. We're, we're gonna you know com, we're gonna build camaraderie with you. Don't you hate this? I hate it too. Yeah. And fuck that thing. And yeah. it's so easy to do that. Yeah. And it's so hard to be proactive and think of, okay, I don't like this. Why is this not working? What don't I like about it? And if I if I had my way, how would it go? 
So how can we get from A to B? Yeah. How can we get it from not working to working? And would that work for everyone? And have that analytical brain about it because it ju- it just takes so much more bra- so much more brain power to do that. And not only that, it's just the idea of consider how you would want someone to ask you a question. Right? Do you want someone coming at you with guns guns drawn? You know, right. going I don't why don't <coughs> one of my other favorite ones is when we'll get ice machine. When, Exclamation point. When will get ice machine? Direct quote. When will get ice machine? And I'm like, um. <laughs> and not even a question mark. That's an exclamation an point. Exclamation. Yep. Not even a question mark. <laughs> when will get ice machine? <laughs> well, caveman, um, allow me to explain. Ted, relax, Ted. Ted, just. Take a, Ted, take a breath, buddy. Mah! As he's beating some animal to oh, death. Oh, God. When Ted, will get ice machine? Who gave Ted the squirrel? I'm like, are we in a universe? And again, I'm easy maintenance. Where I'm like, <clears throat> do we need an ice machine? Is that needed? Like, are you like the water's cold, gang? You can drink it. It's cold. It comes right. out. If it was just only coming out hot or lukewarm, I'd get it. This water comes out cold. Right. We get. <laughs> it's refreshing. I promise. We it's had like, and if you yeah. want more, just go fill it up again. It gets cold. <laughs> All right. It's a luxury. Okay. We had we had uh, at our office the great the great ice shortage of 2018. Oh Jesus. Yeah, or 2017. See, I can't even remember what day yeah. when it happened. It was terrible. Yeah. But now I can't Where's remember. Where's the ice? Well, like, when we'll get ice machine? When we'll get ice machine? I'm like, God, that's what you want. That's I'm like, if that gets upvoted. And they're like, well, let's let's go to the next question. When we'll get ice machine? <laughs> I hope they read it. I hope they read it verbatim too. Varg, are you in the audience? Is this one you, buddy? Huh? Varg, oh. Huh? Varg wants ice. Varg, ice wants. Varg, we're gonna get it soon, okay, buddy? Soon. Varg wants accountability. <laughs> Timeline. <laughs> Varg. Varg says set KPI for ice machine. <laughs> Would Vog not have cold drink, Vog get angry, Vog not deliver great customer service. <laughs> Vog that's you know what? We're gonna let's let's circle back. We'll circle back. Right. We'll come back to you, we'll Vog. Circle back. It's like Jesus Christ. So I, I just it's one of those things where I'm looking at it and kind of what I want is I want someone to I want one of those questions to go all the way to the top. Like the coffee one. Like Right. This coffee right. is disgusting. It's an atrocity to call it coffee. When will we get more coffee? I'm like, say coffee again. Right. And I just want one of the senior leaders to go, you know what? That's a really good question. Uh, let me answer that and just sit on the mic and fart. Just. <laughs> cool. Does that answer your question? Next question. And just, I would love nothing more than someone to be like, are you serious? Right. This is what you want to ask the senior leaders. What, you don't like the free coffee? Okay. I'm sorry. Allow us to address this major issue in the workplace, the coffee. That's what you want to talk about? Nothing else? Right. The coffee? I, here's the thing. The, the coffee conversation is a conversation that you – because we've had that at our office too. Like our coffee is good coffee. It's just I think the machine that makes it turns it into garbage water. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. But it's Metropolis coffee. And that is a – like you ask anyone who drinks coffee, in Chicago, it's, it's a reputable uh, roaster in Chicago. It's mm-hmm. good coffee. So it's it's a conversation that happens frequently around the office, but it's not something that in a in an all hands meeting that we that would be appropriate to bring up 
if it or unless if you brought it up, it would it would be in the context of everyone has a good laugh afterwards. It's a jokey answer, and then you move on. But it's something that you talk to the office manager about when you're just walking around day to day and go, look, hey, a lot of people don't like this. Is there any way we can change this? Like yes. it's that's that's that conversation. Yeah, that is that conversation. Again, it's about being smart enough to pick the situation and depict the battles. And knowing that, why would you why would you deliver it in that way? Why right. would you deliver it in such a shitty way? Right. It's like this is it's an atrocity to call this coffee. Like, Again, that's like, funny though. Like we're though it's not funny. I think it is. Like it's it's, it's not because it's someone taking a mundane thing and, and blowing it out of proportion. I think I find that incredibly annoying. In that, because I don't think it was written as funny. Okay, it doesn't read as funny to me. See, it to reads, me, when you say it, I'm it like, oh, someone, someone was with a pitchfork to... and a torch, <laughs> being like, "When will we get good coffee? It's an atrocity." It's like, is it an atrocity? How about you put something? If you are going to ask that question, be like, "Hey, I'm not a real big fan of the coffee, you know." And I, I also hate because there's a lot of like, you know. Our clients and other people are saying, I'm like, oh, are they? Are you speaking on behalf of everyone? Is right. that what you're doing? Other people are saying, our clients are saying this? Okay, other people are saying this. You know, it'd be like, hey, I'm not a big fan of the coffee. Um, I want to explore, are there any other options we can get right. from the free coffee? Wow, what a better worded and more friendly question. Right. There's nothing to say that you can't ask a hard-hitting question. There's some really great ones on there. Oh, I'm, I'm like, sure there like, are. Ooh, I hope that one gets answered. They're yeah. really well done. I'm like, great. I'm not saying you have to sugarcoat it, but Jesus Christ. How are you going to communicate this? Right. You know, just be kind about it. Take yeah. your frustrations out on your kid, but not not <laughs> do, like this. Do it like everyone else in America. Just yeah. take it out on your kid. Be like, yeah. you son of a bitch. Go home, beat your goldfish, you know. Yeah, whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do to get out, you know. Or, or oh, no, sorry. PETA would not like that. No. What else can we say? It's instead of beat your goldfish. Uh, eat your goldfish. Eat, well, no, they wouldn't like that either. That's um, killing the goldfish. Saute your goldfish. You're cooking it now before you eat it. Okay, drain your goldfish. Out of the water, then it dies. It needs water to live, Doug. <laughs> All things die. Everyone dies alone. That's right. And you have just taught your child a very valuable lesson before exactly. you beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of beat the fish, <laughs> um, I guess you could say uh, eat the rich. You know, I guess that's what I just don't, kind of pulled Don't from. beat your fish. Kiss your don't kiss your fish. There you go. Wait, don't kiss your fish. Don't kiss your fish. I don't understand that. Don't go home and kiss your fish. I don't understand what we're doing here. I don't know either. More than <laughs> I'm trying to make Peter happy. I know. All right, I'm, I'm so scared to, of Peter. I know. I, I am too because everything's a battle. I love animals, but goddamn guys, right? Relax, okay. If Peter wrote one of those questions, oh my god, how do you think that would go? I'd probably be like, you know, do they consider trees an animal? Because if so, we've got problems. <laughs> the amount of paper you use? I mean, actually, it's not bad compared to some other places I've worked. God, sure. the hotel I worked at? Oh, Jesus. God. Hotels in general. Dude, man. Yeah. the amount of murder we, we did on those on, the, on just scores of trees. It was horrible. Arbor murder. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Arbor Day had a different meaning at our place. It was like <laughs> the, this day is of, the, the, the day of the dead. The day of tree blood. That's right. The day the sap runs, runs red. Dry. <laughs> <laughs> the day the sap dries. Yeah, right, because yeah. they're Dead. That sounds like a really terrible book. The, the day, day the, the sap, sap dries. dries. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like some euphemism for like, you know, bad sex. <laughs> or walking into like, you know, it's it's a sexless marriage, and you walk in and there's dried, dried sex. And it's like <sighs> the sex ran dry, but it's like a double meaning, right? Because the day the sap ran dry. There's betrayal, and yet there's also you know, uh, you know, just just lust. 
It sounds like a real great lifetime movie. <clears throat> this is, I was going to say that, or like it's one of those novels that would have like the dude with his shirt open on the front and mm-hmm. the long hair blown in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. thing. Yeah. The day the sap ran dry. Of course, it would take place in a uh, lumberjack community, a foresting. Of course, because you've got to have the innuendos. Probably in the late 1800s, you know, because. See, I was thinking a, the 70s. Yeah, where lumberjacks really, because I'm thinking it's like, it's it's forestry, it's like people moved to do this job where they're going to go to this timber community, okay. and, and it's it's this newlywed couple, they're trying to make it, but at the same time, there's just... Period piece, I like there's it. There's too much, you know, there's there's a lot of struggle going on, you know, what they're allowed to do socially, and right, right. this lumberjack finds love at the local tavern, you know, he goes after and finds this this woman who's willing to listen to him. The bar, the one of the bar keeps. The bar keeps, the yeah. barmaid. And he just, you know, he goes back home, and, and the woman just doesn't want to give him the love. It was a, it was a forced marriage, right? You know, something a, and then and out of convenience. Little does does he know that the wife is also finding comfort in the arms of another man, mm-hmm. the local pastor. Exactly. Right. He's Episcopalian, mm. so he can do that. So he's a reptile. Is that how that works? Yes. Episcopalian. I thought those were those like lizard people. They are. Yes. In Dungeons and Dragons, Episcopalians are, are lizards. Are they really? They're dragonkin. For real? No. Oh, I was like, <laughs> see, you could say anything about Dungeons and Dragons. And like, I would go, okay, I'll buy it. Yes. Speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, I want to tell you about my latest tale nope. of Dungeons and Dragons. Nope, don't want to hear it. Oh, it's great, Justin. I want to hear it. Doug. So here's what happened. God damn All right? it. So uh, we went to town after we finished our, our, our little trek through the cave, and uh, we did some shopping, you know, at least one of us did shopping, and we went to sort of uh, see this guy. We were supposed to take this cart. Uh, to this guy in this town. All right? I can't tell if we're still in the Lumberjack Village or no, if this different. actually We're in Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know what's happening We're right in Dungeons now. and Dragons, right. right? So we the, the the quest was we had to take this cart to a town mm-hmm. and tell a guy, hey, look, here's your cart of goods. And we went there. My guy has very high charisma, so I went in and persuaded this guy to give us like 50% more gold because then I rolled very well, so I got it, which was great. So I got us more money. And then we had a guy that's only been to play with us like <clears throat> twice. So... We role played that he was asleep in the cart, and we stole all his shit and sold it and took his money because he's not going to come back. So we're like, "Fuck him!" We left him in the cart and whatever. We sold him to slavery or whatever. I don't know what we did. And then uh, we were trying to figure out what's going on because there's some some shady shit going on in this town. There's these uh, these these guys in red hoods that are like really shaking down the town, and we're like, "Cool, we got to get to the bottom of this." But there's also this band of half orcs that are causing trouble on the countryside. So. We go to this to this uh, this tavern to hang out, and then for some reason, uh, these two girls took their characters and they went to steal a horse. Okay, which they did successfully, <clears throat> and they wanted to go check out this forest area where they heard some of these Red Hood guys were hanging out, and so they were like riding along. It's night. Uh, neither one of them have dark sight, so they can't see in the dark, which is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And they come across like a secret opening where these guys are hanging out. And they were supposed. One of them is a rogue, which means they're stealthy, knife wielding people that can stab and stuff sure, like that. Yeah. And the other one's like a barbarian, so pretty, pretty, you know, sizable and powerful. And they had to roll a stealth check, uh, basically to, to basically say, "Hey, are you going to be stealthy right now or not?" And uh, one of them, one of them rolled a one, a natural one, which is bad. That's the say, worst. I feel like that's low. That's really bad. So we role played that they, they successfully stole the horse, but they were drunk. So they were like riding through the horse, going through the forest, being like, "We stole a horse! <laughs> Shh, don't let anybody know!" Like drunk people that right, are like right. in their mind, they're whispering, but they're like, "We stole a horse!" And it totally gets the attention of these guys, and they're like, "Hey, 
what are you doing? And I came over, they're like, oh my god, did you see this horse? We stole it! <laughs> and they're like, cool, you need to get the fuck out of here. And they're like, really? What are you guys doing? And they're like, they reach for their swords, they're like, you need to leave right now. They're like, what do you got there? And then the dungeon master's like, fine, if you guys won't leave, roll for initiative, the battle's happening, and they got fucking murdered. Their characters are dead. There you go. And they didn't tell any of our characters where they were going. They just ran off. So as far as we know, they will never see, we'll never see their corpses again. They're just face down <laughs> in the forest. Because you don't know where they are. Yeah. We don't know. Our characters were, were just doing other things because they snuck off to steal a horse. Jesus Christ. And they're like, we stole a horse! And now they're dead and they have to re-roll new characters. That sucks. Yeah. It was interesting. That I was sucks. Like, I was like, uh, okay. So that actually leads to an interesting question because I've uh, everyone right now, everyone, there's two people who talk about this nonstop, <laughs> uh, but for me, that's everyone. Um, there's, there, there's a lot of people are talking about Red Dead, right? Red Dead Two. It came out, and people are fucking. They lost their mind over it because it's like, um, what was that? Uh, Elder uh, Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Yeah, it was like this. It's an insane map that just mm-hmm. is forever. And you can do anything, you can go anywhere, you can choose to be a good guy, a bad guy, there's consequences, yada, yada, yada. You can rape, pillage, and plunder, or you can be law, you can do whatever, right? Uh, or you can just, you know, grow agriculture, like you probably would do, mm-hmm. you know? Hey, man, plus, someone's, someone's got to make that money. Plus 70 economic. That's right. Uh, but there, it, it's interesting to hear these people talk about how they're choosing to lead their characters' lives, right? Because... Everything will be going along fine, and then something will happen. They're like, fuck that, and they'll just pull out their gun and shoot the guy, but then they have to deal with law, and then they're on the run, and then it settles down, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And so it made me think, uh, very similar to this, like what these, these, these people decided, we're just going to go off and do this thing. We're going to steal a horse. And it's, you know, why, like, do you think, do you think it's, it's things that people truly wish they could be doing? Like, do you think this taps into... Like a deeper section of people's subconscious, these games. Well, these yeah. games that give this like endless possibility. Well, what's and cool do you with think this? That's worrisome. No, I think it's an escape because it, both the cool thing and sometimes the challenging thing with this is role playing. Because um, I specifically with D and D. Yeah, for yeah. me because um, I wrote a very extensive backstory for my character. Right. Um, and I, I I I wrote like a very kind of like serious fancy backstory and and this is not just criticizing e- anyone email else. Email your guild and you're just like, like guys, did you get my PDF? It's like you see yeah, it? Doug. We uh, <laughs> it's a 17 page PDF yeah. about about your characters. Just yeah. just the childhood. It says one of eight. Mm-hmm. Is there eight more PDFs coming? Look, along? I'm just telling you. Like when you get to the end of the sap runs dry, you're going to really appreciate what happens here. Oh, he boy. starts out in a timber in a, in a timber colony. And the love, oof, it gets intense. He has to leave. And let me explain to you why. So what happened was... <laughs> so, Kevin, why do we fight this asshole? <laughs> so, and this is no... not. I, I love the other people I play with. Everyone else was very silly in the way that they created their stuff. So sure. there's not a serious backstory. So we don't necessarily... By knowing your character's backstory, it really motivates what they do. Sure. Like part You've of the been thing this was, way in writing, too. What do Just you mean? in general. Like when you write something, you mm-hmm. like to go into the backstory of the yeah. character to uh, inform yeah. where the current script is going. So I haven't really, you know, because, you know, I made the mistake in saying, you know, oh, I fought goblins before. And they're like, oh, you fucked goblins before? So the joke was that my guy would get murder bon- right. boners when fighting goblins. <laughs> um, and, you know, it kind of what we're running into is just like, well, there's a cool moment where um, people, <laughs> we went into this store to deliver this cart. Everyone's like, dude, we should just rob this place. Or everyone was like, because the thing was, this guy only wanted to deal with the 
with this person who contracted us. He's yeah. like, I'm not going to deal with you. And so everyone's like, fuck it. Let's just steal the cart. Or let's just take let's take all of the 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 uh, the bounty for this instead of sharing it. Right, right, right. And everyone else is kind of like, I don't know where they fall in, but this they're kind of evil. But my guy is a paladin, and he's lawful neutral. So one of his things is that he always has to abide by like the law is what's important. So I I had to tell everyone I was like, look, we made a deal, we honor that deal. Right. That's what my character would do. Because Dungeon Master goes, keep in mind, you know, you are a paladin. I'm like, got it. You know, I was like, man, that's who my guy is. Like, yeah. He's a former soldier, and he believes in in your word is your bond sort yeah. of thing. He's always polite, but he's also can stare down the demons of hell and not flinch. Like he's kind of that guy. And so I had to convince everyone. I said, "Hey, you guys, like we we made a deal with this guy, and we have to honor it. Like we're we're going to take our share, and that's what we're going to do." And everyone was like grumbling, and then he's like, "All right, Doug, roll a persuasion." And I rolled it, and I out, I outrolled everybody. And yeah. I was like, "We're doing it." And everyone's like, "Fine." You know, everyone's all pissy. Or, or some people like the rogue goes in and she's like eyeing. She goes, "What? What's in this store?" Yeah, because she want to know what was there and what she could steal. I was like, my character was like, I am like, don't you fucking do it. Like, don't. We're gonna get. Let me persuade them to see if I can get more money. But don't you dare fucking steal shit out. Right, of me. Like, right. Knock it off. Like that sort of stuff. Because it's fun to play that way. Because you have the story with these characters. Right. Who are who they are. One of the characters is like a demon. So he cast a disguise, like a human disguise spell, but then it wore off. And so he's like got his hood up, but he's got his tail that's like slinking out. So he talked about how he kind of pulled it up and wrapped it around him like a belt so no one would notice that, you know, he was. But he only waited outside most places because he couldn't go in. Otherwise, people would be like, what the fuck is that? Like, you know. (laughs) I was burned as a child. He's like, I'm okay. I'm just, I'm a necromancer. I'm a necromancer. Um, So it's kind of fun to sort of, I I love the silliness of it, but it's also, and he actually challenged us. The dungeon master was like, hey, guys, your, your job for the next time we play is you need to write a backstory. Talk about where they came from yeah. and what they do and what informs their decisions. Like what makes them get up in the day? What makes them, what inspires them and stuff like that? Because yeah, I think he's like kind of nudging us because we're being pretty silly about what we do. But, you know, he mentioned that in the tavern, it was a great opportunity for us to sit there and role play as characters to kind of flesh our stuff out to kind of decide what we wanted to do. Yeah. I think we kind of missed the opportunity where someone's like, well, I, because we got all these clues. We were, we were, Checking in with the, with the tavern, getting some clues about what's going on in the city, and someone had mentioned that there was something going on in the forest, and these girls are like, "I'm going to the forest," and I was like, "Ah, we probably shouldn't split up," but I'm like, "Fuck it." But what I learned was those uh, guys that they fought, uh, they hit really hard, so uh, we need to we need to come up with a better plan because I'm like, "Oh, we'll just walk into their hideout and fuck them up," and I'm like, "Nah, it's probably not going to work out." Right? It's probably a bad idea uh, because they they not only do they get a chance to hit twice, they get an extra attack. Super, super powerful. Um, but, you know, and there were three of them, and there was only two of them, and it was dark, and they didn't have dark sight. So they had disadvantages on everything. They couldn't yeah. see shit. So I'm like, if we had all been there, it would have been better. But I'm like, okay, well, we, we learned that these guys are powerful. So right. we got to take it more seriously. But I love the idea of the long-winded qu- answer to your question is I think it's fun to play something that's outside of what you normally do. Like, it would be challenging sure, yeah. for me to play a complete asshole character. Sure, yeah. Because I'm always like that. Any game that I play, it's really hard for me to be a dick. Just because that's not who I am. Right. I'm like, I don't like doing it. I don't like being like, ah, fuck you. You know, right. And killing people. Well, even in role-playing. Like, when I have... Yeah. Uh, in role-playing in the sense of, like, you know, you're pl- you're playing out a scene. Like, mm-hmm. if it's acting or if it's, you know, you're... you're being on the phone, like when I when we have to do you know the calls for uh, the training and stuff, you yeah. do the fake call. Uh, there, every once in a while, I like to throw in a really difficult client, but I feel I feel personally bad mm-hmm. when I'm being a difficult on the phone because sure. I hear them struggling, 
and my and like immediate like you and I are just we're helpful by nature. We want to heal and, and help and make it better. And the Christian part uh, counterpart to naughty by nature. We are helpful by nature. We're helpful by nature, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, fundy Christian. And yes. All. But uh, praise I, be, praise be. And uh, I just I have a really hard time being that asshole, even if even when I know this is just for an exercise or this is just for a, a brief moment. It definitely it, it weighs on you. Weird. It's it's a weird mental space that puts you in. I can do that easier in like training because yeah. I know by me being difficult, it's going to make them better. Right. So I'm, right. I'm better with that. When someone gives a response that I think it's not bad, but I'm like I'm going to give them what I would think would be a difficult response. Yeah. Like yeah. If someone were to, you know, I was like uh, positively positioned to me in a way where you have to tell someone um, that you have to transfer the call because you can't help them anymore. They're like, oh, well, okay. Um, so I'll say something along the lines of, um, you know, um, I'm going to transfer you to this other department uh, because they can help you better um, because they're the experts. And I would say, what, are you not an expert? Then why am I talking to you? Right. Like that would be Why have like we wasted my, our time so much? Then why the hell call? am yeah. I talking to you? Why didn't you just transfer me for, to the first place? And they're like, I go, see, that's what you got to think about is you got to positively position as to why. And then, so I don't mind being right, like, because right. I go, I'm going to push you guys a little bit. I'm going to challenge yeah. you a little bit because you have to think because you're going to get people that are going to be pissed off and you got to find ways to do it. So I don't mind challenging people in that way. Right, but right. if you're sitting there telling me like, just for the fuck of it, I can go into a, a store and steal shit. I'm like, I have a hard time doing that in, in games or yeah. anything. There's some times where I don't mind doing it if I know the person's an asshole. Like right. In the yeah, game sure, or sure. something like that. I'm like, fuck this guy. <clears throat> right. Dude, we're going to rob him blind and we're going we're gonna to tie him up and throw him in the lake. Right. Like, I have no problem doing that. Like, that's fine with me. Um, like, well, Dave, my, I was watching my brother play Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. And he walked into a saloon and this guy came by and, and pickpocketed him and stole money. Dave ran him down, hogtied him, picked him up, and was going to throw him into the lake. And then he goes, should I do it? I go, no! No! The fact that you can get that specific with it, though, the fact that you can do that is insane to me. Yeah. Because, again, keep in mind, someone had to sit there and program the computer to allow you to hogtie a, a, a quote-unquote human mm-hmm. and then murder them, mm-hmm. like drown them. Because that guy did wrong, but I was like, dude, should you, you, what a horrible way to go. At least right. just shoot him in the face. <laughs> Don't just fucking force him to drown. That's a horrible way to go, man. <laughs> That's awful. Right, no right. Way. That's well, I mean, terrible. I guess you have to consider, too, like, again, like when they play Eve. Mm-hmm. It is a, that, is, that game is built around lawlessness. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it is, it is an open source Lawless, mm-hmm. void of nothing. That one's a lot less personal though, because you're, sh- yeah. you're destroying a ship, right? And you're you not know? seeing a person. But I just there's, it, it it struck me as interesting though, just to see these guys, you know, to see people talk about in video. And Red Dead was the genesis of the thought, but mm-hmm. it, you can, it can spread into anything sure. really, you know, like how people play a game. I feel like is it, I don't know. I to me there's 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 part of me that thinks that it's, it's indicative of like maybe a hidden desire mm. or a hidden like. Wonder what it would be like to well to walk in and just ransack this place. Yeah, I think you know? it's kind of cool. It's a bit of escapism. Yeah, you know, it's it's a situation where I think that's what's always been compelling about games like Skyrim, about games like Skyrim. Uh, that's what it's called. Fallout. Uh, there's another game called. Um, uh, oh, it's leaving my brain. I'll think of it at some point. Um, but Divinity Original Sin 2, that's another I one. I was going to ask if it was Divinity Original Sin 2, yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. And that game is very similar, too, like where y- the thing I like about that game is a lot of times 
your common response is like, this is the good response, this is the dick response, and this is the silly response. Right. You pick one of the three. But this one, it's, it's like you make decisions, and they're really depending on what you want to do. And it, 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 some of them have a greater impact, and some of them don't. Right. Like depending on how you want to handle a situation. There's multiple ways to get things done, which is kind of interesting. Uh, like in the game, there's these, these characters called <clears throat> magisters, and they're real assholes. If anyone has any sort of magical ability, they essentially put a collar on them and enslave them and prevent them from, from being what they are. Right. And they're horrible, horrible people. And so I remember going to a point where I was helping one of, the, one of them on a, to do a quest because I was just doing it for the experience. My brother was like, why the fuck are you doing a quest for this guy? I was like, I don't know. It's just trying to figure out. He goes, just fucking kill him. I was like, why? He's like, because he's a dick. These guys are all dicks. They're like... Horrible, just religious folks who are just persecuting people. And you're going to do a quest for him? Like, well, I figured I'd do the quest. He goes, fine, we'll do the quest, and then we're going to fucking kill him. He's like, you get more experience that way anyway. I'm like, okay. So he did it, and then we went into his office, and we fucking murdered him. It was great. And I was just saying, and how did you feel when you did that? Once I realized that he was a fucking prick. Okay, so he was truly a prick. Yeah, I didn't fully understand the story. I was like, oh, I don't understand. I'm just doing quests. He's like, this guy's an asshole. Kill him. I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Like, because there's ways you can talk out of you talk your way out of situations. But I was like, "Fuck that! Right. Murder them! It's more fun." I'm like, "All right," you know, and, and stuff like that. It's interesting as opposed to just you know, like I said, I have a hard time just being an asshole even right. in games because there's just because you can. Right. It doesn't. Oh, Grand Theft well, Auto would be another one. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's but again, just, that 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 is designed for yeah. that lawlessness, and yeah. it's because the more that that's the fun part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even I've seen people. This is where it gets a little creepier for me. Is like the game, like The Sims. Yeah. Someone will put a sim in a in a in a room with four walls, no light. Right. And they just watch them die right. slowly. I'm like, dude, that's fucked up. Again, so okay, so why is that more fucked up than going and like murdering a family uh, on the prairie in Red Dead? Um, like what's I mean, the, it's still, what's the it's still fucked between? up. Yeah. They're both fucked up. To me, it's more dis- disturbing because this is like you've created a character lovingly, <laughs> placed it into a world, and then you just literally put it in a box and you watch it slowly die. Right. That's more fucked up than someone being like, hey, innocent people, blam. It's also not cool, <laughs> but it's just more like I've created you to watch you die. Right. It's like. Just a, a I'm toying with malevolent this. god. Yeah, just like <laughs> starve, starve. What right. the fuck? That's crazy. It's funny though because I still subscribe because I agree with you. Like it's fucked up if someone does that. It's it's really it's really disturbing to hear someone go, "Oh, dude, I was playing The Sims yesterday, and oh man, I uh, I created this character, put him in a mm-hmm. box, no light, no walls, or, or no no stairs, no outside, no food, and he just fucking died." Yeah. Like it's really creepy to hear someone say that especially if they talk in yeah. that voice. Um, but I also subscribe to the thought that video games don't uh, aren't responsible for the, the violent action. So it's weird because I, I feel like I ride, and I'm trying to reconcile it in my, in my mind, I guess is the ultimate place I'm going mm-hmm. with this, is that there's part of me that's like, well, that's fucked up that you have those thoughts and you do that in the game, and that you're so, like, cavalier with it Mm -hmm. but at the same time i'm like yeah but it doesn't matter because it doesn't it doesn't affect i feel like i can't have both of those thoughts you know what i mean i mean it can be fucked up at the same time i don't i don't think it it, i don't think there's a correlation between that and other people's behavior because you could make the same argument for watching any kind of kind of video sure movie sure sure yeah and and i get i get really annoyed by the people that are like oh these games and whatever when just something bad happens it's like it's the video games it's the music right i'm like is it is it that right. it's the entertainment it they just, were consuming or is it the behavior that exists right. that's predicated on a lot of other things right. and i feel like 
again, I'm not a doctor, but I feel like if someone's already naturally angry and aggressive and they play a game, they're going to be naturally angry and aggressive in that game too. Right. They're going to find reasons and ways to do that. And it's going to be, it is going to be what it is. But also, again, I think it's an outlet for people to, to do that sort of stuff and just sort of see what it is, see what it does and, and whatnot. And, and some of it, sometimes it's hilarious. Like there was, I think, Sometimes, and this is the stuff my brother would do. He's like, I wonder if I can fight all the guards in this town at one time. Right. I'm going to pick a fight and see what happens. And he's like, I'm going to see if I can get through just basically destroying the town and see if I can. Right. And then the and for some reason, that feels different to me. It's that's a challenge. Feels okay. Yeah. It's a challenge. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to see if I can kill everyone in this town and get away with it. And that's, it's, it's, you know, because in that, it's like guards just come pouring out. And you're like, right. can, I, can I survive this? I don't know. Let's find out. Right, right, right. It's the same thing in uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. It's like if you pick a fight with a guard, the whole town turns on you. It's like, <laughs> can you survive it? Uh, yeah. Can you survive it's this like zom- challenge? Zombie waves in that one. Uh, I oh, can't remember what Left 4 Dead? Was. Yeah. Where yeah. you're just like, all right, you just, all, you're going to die. It's just how long can you hold out? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so interesting how that stuff works. Um, yeah. I think there's just something to be said about. Living out those um, those scenarios yeah. and just testing them out and see what happens. There's a curiosity there that I appreciate. Sure, sure, yeah. But if someone's just sitting and there, it's like, irre- I mean, it, you take it and it's just, and it's just in a safe. I can't speak. It is in a safe space. Yeah, it's you're not actually you're hurting ones and zeros. You're not hurting. Yeah. you know what I mean. Exactly. They're not. You know, they're not real. Right. They think they're real. Right. But they're not. You're you. Yeah. They they are fully aware. They have self-awareness that you're murdering them. I had this really weird thought when I was playing on a um, a Team Fortress 2 server. Okay. It was just me. It's fully populated by bots. And it was just perpetually running. And it was just red team versus blue team. And right. And they were just consistently. And you look, and this has been running just forever. <laughs> right. And you see the scores and stuff. And I'm just like, these guys just perpetually get up. They shoot each other, they die, they respawn, and they just do this forever. I'm like, I wonder if they know right. that they're just like, this is our life. There's a kind of a bleakness to that, isn't there? They're like, we just try to capture the flag, and this, we just do it because right. we're, we're programmed to do it. And it was just this really weird <laughs> existential moment where I was like, oh, my God, is oh this God. us? <laughs> ah! We're doing this because we're programmed to. Ah! We are Team Fortress 2 bots. Right. Like, just, it was a really weird moment. God, your mac and cheese is ready. Oh, awesome. Yeah, like, yeah, see you later. Yeah. And they're just like, goodbye, human. No. As we continue. I, I will say when I've played in, uh, and I, I would be very curious to know if any of the audience has felt this way, because when I've, when I've played in servers like that before, especially on TF2, well, I'll, I'll go in. And it's if, you know, on the on the rare occasion you're not around, you know, and I, I would have gone. This is when I was playing it more on my, mm-hmm. when I had the desktop. Um, and I would go in and I would find just a server and just play with the bots. Yeah. There was the, it was a very eerie, the game never felt right to yeah. me. It's a very eerie sense of I'm playing with nothing but computer mm-hmm. replicas here. It feels it just, very empty. It feels very, right. That's yeah. I had a weird, like the entire time I would play the game, I had a weird sense of loneliness and it was like, if any other human popped in totally different, totally fine. I'm like, Oh great. I'm with, I'm with someone. Someone's thinking about this. Someone's interacting with it. We're trying to outsmart each other. There's analytical thing. There's it, it, it felt more, yeah. more real, more tactile. I know, but it, it, I, I can't explain why, but in a server where it's all bots, it is very lonely. It's weird. Well, part of it is you realize that it's either insanely hard because the AI has incredible aim. Right. 
or right. it's incredibly easy because they're predictable right. based on their patterns. Right. And you're like, oh, I know what I can do here and just right. rack up a ton of kills. Right. Like I used to hop on with my engineer and just make a, a turret and just watch him annihilate. Sure. Just yeah. bot after bot after bot after bot. I'm like, I, this is kind of boring because right. no one's ever going to blow this up because right. I have in the perfect spot and they'll never be. They're, they're not gonna smart come enough. Ar- they're going to come around in the same angle and the same. You they're know, not tr- smart tr- enough tr- to be able to, to deal with that. Right. I'm just like, oh. And that's where it feels empty. It's like, oh, there's no challenge. There's no uh, there's no threat right. because it Cause is. You could literally just leave yours running in that loop and your engineer would just, and you could walk away and come back mm-hmm. and your engineer probably still be sitting there yeah. with the thing just going, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that there's something very sad yeah. about that. And I'm just like, man, this program is running. These things are kind of living beings in some degree. You know what I mean? And they're just <laughs> consistently a battle. That's all they know. They're like, I must kill the other team. <laughs> and they just continually fight and try to do something and they'll never stop. Yeah, man. It's like getting up and going to work. Right. Right. Yeah. Every day it's the rat race, bro. Every day the queen bee says buzz, buzz, and you're like buzz, 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 baby, buzz, buzz. 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 <laughs> I, <laughs> um, oh fuck, I was gonna say something about uh, them being stuck in that loop, um, them being partially alive. I completely forgot. Yeah, I was, I was sitting there morning. I'm like, I feel like that'd be a great sh- short story, but like, I feel like that's been done. Mm-hmm. Time oh, in different again. ways. I mean, the Matrix yeah. was that essentially, sure. you know. Like, but yeah, I, it, it's 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 an interesting. If you could figure out a different spin on it, it would be yeah. a really interesting, you know. Just these these guys. I guess in a, in a way, Wreck It Ralph did it too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like it's been done in, in that kind of. Anytime you enter in a sort of a computer realm, yeah, you just see these computers who are like, oh, this is what we do. We get up and we do this thing, and then we stop. I feel like I feel like there's a there's a way to do it. Again, it'd be like a short story where you take it a really gritty perspective. As like from one of the characters, maybe like almost like a noir perspective. I imagine like a, a, a narrator, a soldier, yeah. where he's like, "I came out of the barracks and I reloaded, and I knew I had to get to the other side to the fort. I had to cross the bridge, but there's always a sniper waiting for me across the way." And he just describes as he fires rockets and he tries to go, and then he turns the corner and a rocket launcher hits him from a sentry. Yeah, and he goes, and then it went black. And then I arose and I came out of the barracks and I reloaded my weapons and I went and it's like you kinda like trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Right, right, right. And then all of a sudden like he finally achieves his goal, he steals the flag, and he goes, and then there's the celebration. We froze in celebration and for thirty seconds we appreciated what we did, and then it goes black. And then we start again. I rose from the barracks. And then yeah, I rose it's, from yeah. the barracks. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? Just like a very like. It would be interesting if you this took This time it. I was a sniper. Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting if uh, you could take that from the perspective of, again, this is like, it's it's watching it. It's a very fucking bleak. It would be a very depressing short either story or film. It, it's like some commentary have, on the war or right. something like that. You but know? you'd have to take it from the perspective of what if AI, what if, what if someone created a computer game uh, using AI that d- was able to become in the, in the sci-fi, because, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've had Wayne correct us before on this, but mm-hmm. uh, in the sci-fi uh, understanding of, of AI where it can become truly self-aware, mm-hmm. you, you've got this thing just in this endless loop where the AI is aware mm-hmm. it understands what death is and it has to experience it nonstop. Oh, dude, there's an episode of Black Mirror that's... Oh, fuck. I need to watch this dude, show! You have to. But there's an episode where this guy takes the DNA of people in real life and he takes them and he adds them to his game. His computer game. 
Interesting. And he takes out all of his aggression on them in the game. But they are So if they wrong him in person, he somehow gets their DNA and it'll be something as simple as like he'll grab a cup that they drank from yeah, and yeah. he builds them into his world. And they are actually like them. Because yeah. it's part of their DNA, but they exist in this world, and he completely has control over all of them. Oh, that's fucked and up, man. Horrific things to them. Like, if someone disobeys him, he just takes away their mouth and their nose, so they just perpetually suffocate. Oh, my God. they can't die. And then it, it, he's done horrible things to these characters. That's terrifying. And that's he, the fresh take we're looking for. That's it. And he, for, it. And he forces them to basically play along with him. In yeah. the game and stuff like that. It's it's it doesn't ever episode. affect the people in the real world though, nope. right? Yeah, they're nope. just they they gleefully go along and, and unaware. He's sort of just a passive guy in yeah. real life, and he just sort of kind of he, he he's a he's a large figure at this video game company, but he doesn't really have respect. Everyone kind of you know makes fun of him and stuff. Fuck, so he, man. he his way of getting revenge is to go and add them to this world, and he like logs in and he's like there and he just controls them and it's it's really fucked up. That's terrifying. That's a really It's a really great yeah. episode though. Like it's really really cool, but it's like jeez. You want to talk about going back then on the conversation we were just having about uh video yeah. game like when you when you create a sim and you put mm-hmm. him in a box or like how you act in a video game. This guy like what if you could actually do if okay, what if could you what what if you Yeah, let's take this down. Let's, let's take go this, down this Let's road. go down this rabbit hole. Yeah. What if you had the ability to do that. See, that, 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 that to me puts a whole new level on the person's behavior because these are, as far as you know, living, breathing creatures. Now, they may not be real in the sense of like, they may not have like genitalia or whatever, but they are real. They feel pain. In the in the computer game, yes, really, okay. See, because like, I thought he was just digitally constructing what they look like. Nope, they're not ones and zeros. Nope. Oh, I mean they are, but they feel pain and like they are replicas of people in this space. And he actually plugs in and he like goes there, and it looks like a real, a real place. Okay, where they so are. it's like it's like Ready Player One meets yes. meets um, uh, the Matrix. Well, the Matrix or oh yeah, okay, the Matrix is. You can like Keanu Reeves got his mouth wired yeah. shut, so it's yeah. it's that kind of uh, yeah. what the fuck's the movie I was a Blade Runner, yeah, like where there's like replicas, like they yeah. so it's it's all these movies kind of mesh together. And again, their DNA it has their personality, it has their memories, right, right, it has right. everything. So oh fuck, so these these replicants don't understand that they're not the real people. They well they, like they figure it out. Th- oh, they do. They okay. figure it out because there's someone that gets added in, and they're like, "What the fuck's going on?" They're like, "Like when he's when this guy isn't there, they're all like hanging out." They're like drinking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, when he gets here, we have to like be on and we have to play our parts. And if we don't play our parts, he punishes us. Holy shit, like, man. Really bad. And so, um, you know, they kind of just hang out. They're there offline waiting. Wow. And he shows up. He's coming. All right, everyone getting ready. And they're like, hello, welcome. Welcome to your game. And they play like they're in character and yeah. stuff like that. And they know exactly who they were and what and everything but they're just a copy of themselves do they know what they did to wrong him why they're there not necessarily all right yeah some of them know i think but for the most part they can just guess yeah but they they have all the memories you know but they just exist so that's a whole different story if you are physically harming someone like that in the game to me i mean i guess you could argue it's an outlet but i'm like that's fucked up because that's so much more real than like Here's a cartoon character of right. a person. Blow him up. Right. Like, this is tactile. This is something that you are experiencing. Yeah. And, yeah. and you are physically like 
Uh, so you would say no if you were able to do that? Oh, no. I would absolutely not do that. Yeah. Not in a million years would I be like, cool, uh, I'm going to take away your nose and your mouth and watch you suffocate in perpetuity until right. I decide otherwise and watch you just writhe in agony. Because you can't Christ, die. man. It's like, what the fuck? And if you do, I'll just remake you because right. I have your DNA. What? What? I don't like... I don't like that episode. I feel like I don't want to watch Black Mirror. Dude, Black Mirror is one of the best fucking shows, but it's dark. It is dark. There's like two episodes that end where you're like, man, that was pretty uplifting. Everything else is fucking dark and it's depressing. And you're like, like Jesus Christ, but it's so compelling at the same time. You're like... God damn it, that's good. And in I there's so much I'd love to talk to you about it because I'm like, oh man, the the, the rabbit holes we could go down. We were like, fuck, that's not that far off in the future, man. That's yeah. totally something that would happen. People would do that. All right, my homework is to start watching it then because yeah. I, then because we've talked before how we could make uh, countless topics out of out of oh. these things and and take oh. them and, and spin them into our own. And yeah, all right, my homework is to start watching. There's, w- there's one where this girl's boyfriend dies and there's this service that allows her to chat with him but it takes all of his social media interaction it, the algorithm AI is so impressive that it takes everything and it responds as if he would respond so like, it's essentially the conversation we had about would you put your conscience in uh, kind in of except yeah. that it's not really there it's oh, just taking it's, everything right, and right. it's analyzing his behavior and based on how it does it, it spits out a response but then at one point it's like do you want to go to the next stage and it's like it, she can pick up the phone and call and she'll hear his voice. Ooh, that's great. Then it goes to, would you like to go to the next step and get a live copy of this person? So they, they make a, a bionic replicant. They make, they make a copy of this and it has all of those behavioral patterns programmed into it. But is it, is it like a, a metal robot or is it like, does it, does it feel like it's bio like it's flesh? It's bio. Yeah. Interesting. It's like, what it gets, real, dude? That one's, Ooh, buddy. There's so many good Ooh, ones. Buddy. Oh, and they 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 find such a good way of flipping things around. Yeah. Where you're like rooting for the person. You're like, oh, this person's an asshole. Oops. Why was I rooting for them? Thank you. Go uh, you. Oh no, never mind. Yeah, yeah, there was one where I was like, at to the end, I was like, fuck. I don't know if this is good or bad, but god damn it, this seems. What? You're playing with me. And there's one that I watched once and I will never watch it again, ever. It was brutal. Really? It was brutal. I'm like, I'm good. I will never watch that. And even Jill, I was like, Jill hasn't seen it, but I go, I will make sure you never watch that episode. You're not going to tell me which one it is, are you? Fuck. Nope. So you are going to make me watch it. Of course. Damn it. Damn it, Douglas. Have you watched Bandersnatch? I haven't because it's interactive. Right. And you have to do that with a computer. No, I thought you could do it with your uh, Well, with you, your have to have, you have to have uh, the right kind of TV to do it. I think oh. you have to have something that has access to, like... Oh, interesting. I don't know. It's weird because you have to... You watch a video and it's like, what do you do? Yeah. And you click and then it gets an outcome. I hear it's pretty fucking incredible and pretty yeah. fucked up. I heard... So. I can't remember how long... Someone told me... I think it was Vellucci. It mm-hmm. probably was Vellucci, obviously. Told me, like, how many hours of... If you watch it from start to finish, it's like seven hours or something yeah. like that. And it's, it's fucking insane. Yeah, it seems... I watched the a trailer for it on Netflix and I was like I don't know if I can go down that road man like, yeah. that seems pretty pretty insane yeah. uh, I'm good okay. uh, no thank you but that was interesting because that was in response to uh, that article you posted on TubeFilter about how Netflix is concerned that you know their biggest competitor is Fortnite right yes and yeah, 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 that, yeah. they figure that that's the next stage of evolution of content yeah. is making it that interactive 
so that it's less about sitting down and watching and actually going in with the story and it's like a kind game. of like a, a choose your own adventure sort of situation. Yeah. Which we're, is interesting. Yeah, it's where it literally is just like you are and that's the thing though, is like have we gotten to a point where we have to do that now? Where that's that that's the only thing that's gonna hold our attention? Well, I think it's just it's I don't new. know if I'm on board with that. Well it's new and lie. it's interesting. You know what I mean? It's a new way of telling a story. Yeah. And I'm always on board for that. I'm usually a late adopter to those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and but usually once enough people do it, and they're like, "Dude, you gotta try it." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'll try it. And I'll check it out." But I, for sorry. me, I'm like, eh, that also seems like a lot of work. It's not, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, you know, for me, it's convenient just to click typically, press play. Typically, when I watch something, I want to sit back and just enjoy it. I don't want to. I'm, I'm yeah. not. I'm not there in the like interact. Yeah. yeah, that would be a cool thing to do as a not necessarily by yourself, but with. Like a friend right. or a group of figure people. Figure out, all right, what are we going to do, guys? What do we want to do? What's going to happen? Why do we want to do it? And figure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a cool interactive yeah. experience in that sort of regard to we, see like, we should what do. We should do a two-hour mind gap stream one time of where we watch Bandersnatch, Bandersnatch with the audience Ooh. and uh, have, have them help us. Oh, we'll be like, what are we going to do? Right. What do we do? Tell us we'll what take to a, do, guys. Take a poll. Yeah. yeah, right? That sounds awesome. I like that. That sounds excellent. There's another thing that we could do with our audience as well. Oh, yeah? That would really eliminate how many people listen to us. Oh, boy. Because they would all be dead. Oh. Do you know what it's called? like uh, Throwdown? It's a Throwdown! <laughs> Pretty sure when I did that, that light flickered. It did? Yeah. It recognized <coughs> your vocal prowess. <laughs> throwdown! Yeah. It did it again. There it goes. I am... Um, yeah! Didn't go for me. <laughs> did not go for me. <laughs> I just say, I feel uh, I feel like I could absolutely have uh, fronted a band in the eighties. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I believe in a thing called love. <laughs> so today's throwdown. Um, I, I had one idea, but I'm like, fuck it. After we started on our first topic today, yeah, uh, we're gonna do one of the the more uh, conceptual ones. Okay, uh, we're doing the coffee people versus the ice people. Oh my god! So uh, the people who ask the questions of. <laughs> When, when get ice machine? Right. When will get ice machine? Versus this coffee is atrocious. Right. I feel like when we'll get coffee or when we'll get ice machine seems much more barbaric. <laughs> then this coffee is gross. This coffee is atrocious. I don't like it. It's an affront to my taste buds. I don't like something that's free versus when we'll get ice machine. That's like a true, like we need this or else and I will snap your neck to get it. <laughs> That person. It's not a question. That, it's a statement. It's a demand. Who, who was asking the questions? Uh, I don't know. No, no. What was it? V- Vlart? Oh, Varg. Varg. Yeah, yeah. Varg. You gotta get it, or Varg will start shit. Varg, Varg will will start. Shit. I will get ice machine. When will get ice machine? Versus like this coffee's gross. Shut up. Right. Must get ice right. from machine, <laughs> or else. You know, Trent is the one asking about the coffee. Yeah. And Varg is asking about yeah. the ice. And yeah. I've got to give it to Varg. Yeah. I feel like Trent would be understanding of Varg's plight. Right. Trent would be like, I get it. Right. How is how is Varg going to get iced coffee? He's like, look, I am pro, you know, Cro-Magnum people. Yes. I'm pro caveman. Frozen and ice, thawed from, now wants to return. I, I think it. that's fair. I get am it. Am I right? Yes. I think we should. And then Varg would just be like, too much talking. Clah. Like, <laughs> thank, thank you, Trent. Vog want results. Right. Accountability. Accountability. KPI. KPI. 
Yeah, I have to agree. I think the ice people are uh, yeah. are far far more uh, demanding than the coffee people. Yeah, the coffee people are just pretentious. Right. Mm, I went better tasting coffee. We want ice now. <laughs> oh, we burned down call center or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. These people will murder us mm-hmm. if we don't give them the rice. Yeah. yeah. It will go from 107 days without accident to we burn it down. <laughs> no accident because no people. <laughs> One big accident. One big accident. You all dead. <laughs> Bring ice. We put you on ice. <laughs> Whoa, Varg. He's doing okay. Oh, he's... Well done, Varg. Right. Well I like done. the idiom. Yeah. Nice job. Well done. Varg for the win! <laughs> that was I, a fun and quick one. I, I liked it. I love Varg. I like Varg. Varg too. is my new favorite person. Yeah. When we'll get ice. When we'll get ice. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch that by people and be like, imagine imagine a caveman saying this and it becomes much more fun. <laughs> when we'll I, get ice. I pray to God. If that gets upvoted, I want whoever reads this. I want them to fucking read it in the voice of Varg. I want them to be like, all right, to the caveman in the crowd. uh, Please read it. uh, I'm like, can I read that for you? Right. Please. I would piss myself if they did that. Gotta hunt to survive. Gotta hunt to survive. To survive. (laughs) Gotta get shelter. Gotta get food. Here we go. When we'll get ice. (laughs) <laughs> thank you yes thank you <laughs> I went to the conservatory thank you that's right <laughs> uh, Doug do you have anything to recommend this yes week? I actually have two things to recommend uh, I, I was doing some more uh, comic book reading mm-hmm. and I read the second volume of the Autumn Lands okay which was amazing. Uh, I read the first one. Great. Second one's great. Highly recommended. And also, per the recommendation of Jared Urbis, he recommended the uh, the, the Superman comic uh, Red Sun. Yes. And it was absolutely fantastic. Essentially, it posits what were to happen if Superman landed in Russia instead of the U.S. And it's a fantastic sort of alternate universe where you get to see what happens with Superman, and man, is it interesting. Yeah. Really, really interesting. So uh, I recommend either of those, and I'm just hopping into Volume 4 of 100 Bullets, and I'm loving it. Doug showed me some of the art uh, prior to recording this, and uh, it's fucking cool. It's a, it's a cool really good-looking book. fucking yeah. story, man. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I got a lot of Netflix shit to recommend, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, Big Mouth just came out with uh, their Valentine's Day special. I have not seen it. I'm sure it's filthy. It is. So if you've watched season two, mm-hmm. you went, wow, they're really top season one. Uh-huh. Don't know. It's it's bananas. I don't know where they're going to go from there. <laughs> well, they answer that question <laughs> in the Valentine's Day episode. Nice. In uh, the butt. Which is, <laughs> right. <laughs> which, is, uh, which is technically episode one of season three, mm-hmm. uh, I found out. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of season Season three will not be released till probably November. <laughs> Got it. So thank you for that. Nice. Uh, the Punisher season two uh, is pretty cool so far. It's not mm-hmm. holding my attention as much as the first one. Yeah. But it's it's an interesting. They're focusing. I feel like a little bit more on. Uh, they're trying to focus on story. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. And then um, the farthest voyage in. Sorry, the farthest voyager in space. It's a uh, documentary. I don't think it's done by Netflix, but it is about. Uh, the 1970s uh, Voyager oh, cool. launch, where it was supposed to... There's the Voyager 1 and the Voyager 2. They were launched uh, uh, to, essentially together, and they were supposed to explore uh, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. 
uh, before they actually left our solar system. And I think it was in 2012 when Voyager 1 actually finally broke the bubble mm -hmm. of our solar system. Mm -hmm. And now it's in deep space. It's in interstellar space, as mm -hmm. they call it. And it's, it's gone, and we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. It's a That's really exciting. It's a really interesting. It's a long documentary. I think it's yeah. almost two hours. Yeah. But it's fucking interesting. It's That's really cool. Because cool they take it planet by planet, and they have the people that were from NASA uh, talking about, like, so, you know, it was, uh, you know, March 2nd, 1980. Uh, we were just approaching Jupiter, and then all of them talk about what it was like to see Jupiter up close, and the stuff coming in the press conferences. They had this and this and this. And it was five years until we until we hit Saturn, or it was two years until we hit Saturn. Mm -hmm. And then they come back and talk about you know when we were approaching Saturn, we all got back together, and, and they just go through each of the planets, and it's really That's fucking really cool. cool. And there's a lot of stuff that they were a fucking hair away from from the entire thing going. Well, we fucked up. <laughs> Well, we're done because there's no there's no going. Well, let's call it back and recalibrate. Like it's out there. they had to they had to. It's fascinating. That's so awesome. I would say if you're if you're into space at all, uh, give that a listen. And I didn't know there was a gold record that was on there. Mm -hmm. Did you know about that? Yep. Did not know about that. And it yep. was really cool to hear about. Had a that bunch too. of yeah. like some of the great music from the times, like yeah. Elvis and stuff like that's on it. There's yeah. uh, music on there, and then they had I think from a hundred different countries. They had people saying hello mm -hmm. uh, in different languages. They had an address from Jimmy Carter, mm -hmm. uh, and they included then also. Um, encoded on the record, and I don't know how they did this, but there's pictures as well, mm -hmm. and it, like diagrams and drawings. Yeah, it's very and uh, the on the center of the record as where the label usually is. It's our um, is the um, the I get like the polar map or some sort of mm -hmm. the Polaris map to where we are in our solar system. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's fucking amazing. That's really cool. It's really cool, yeah. yeah. So, so highly when, recommend that. So one. when the giant space spider finds it, he'll know where to come kill us. That's right, yes. He can go lay his eggs in us. Yes. Yeah. We will all get impregnated. Huzzah! Huzzah. Guys, you can but find... we have ice? <laughs> we have ice? <laughs> it's like, do they have ice? I want to know. <laughs> you guys can find Mind Gap on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at... Twitter? <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at MindGap Podcast. You can also reach us via electronic mail at MindGapPodcast at gmail.com. And also, Justin can do stuff, uh, I almost said anally, digitally as well. <laughs> You're just having a hell of a time with this. We have not signed up for a Twitter account yet, but we, it's, it is forthcoming. Don't worry. It'll about be a it. Twitter. Yeah, it'll be a Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M I K E L. It's the same handle on Twitter as well. And while you're in the all-men realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on... Spotify! And like the old prospector says... Woo! Spotify! <laughs> and uh, on Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold. You can subscribe to us, review us, uh, share us around, all the things we ask you to do that mean so much to us. And then 2East8th.com slash MindGap and 2East8th.com slash The Best Bar Podcast Ever. So the podcast I do with Milos every Monday. It's about the food and beverage industry, and it's pretty cool shit. Pretty cool shit. You all have a great week, and just remember, when we'll get ice. Mind Gap Podcast.